You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Let's talk about. Okay, we're live. Say hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, it's like a children's program that's going to come out of the podcast. Hello, everyone. How are you? Mr. Tittles here. Right, how are you doing, guys? Yeah, we're all here. Um, it's November the 16th, 2021, and you are listening to uh, episode 77 of the Sports Therapy Association podcast. And we've gone straight in with multiple people on screen today. In case you're listening to the podcast, we've got Mike Grice with us. How are you doing, Mike? I'm very good. Thank you. Good evening. Um, a lot of you will know Mike um, from his online anatomy classes, hence the fantastic pair of lungs he's got uh, behind him and on him um, with movement therapy education. We're also joined by STA regional rep Catherine Reimer. Hello. Fantastic. Which region is it? Because I always forget. It's Yorkshire. Uh, Northeastern Yorkshire. Northeastern Yorkshire, as you can tell there. And we're also joined um, by Stevie Barr. Say Good evening. How are you? Oh, there you go. With the beautiful overtones of that velvet voice. Yeah. Um, Steve, you might be freezing occasionally just because of an internet thing. But um, if you do hear him go, then that's just because we are live. And as always, if you want to join us live, you can go to the Facebook page, Sports Therapy Association, or you can join us on YouTube if you prefer that. Um, and also, once we go live, in theory, we go out on LinkedIn as well. Um, so there's many options. But if you are listening to the podcast or the recording, that's fine as well. I understand you've got a busy life and you can't spend the time to join us live. That's fine. But if you do watch the podcast or listen to it, rather, do please leave us a rating on particularly Apple Podcasts because it just helps us get the word out there. Um, so tonight, um, you've seen the advert for it. Last week, we had Liam Richardson, who is the content manager for Therapy Expo and Closer Still Media. Brilliant. It was a fantastic guest to have. And we appreciate Liam for his time because he's the guy who chooses the speakers. He's like one of the reasons that Mike Grice has been there every single year. It's him <laughs> who is responsible for, um, yeah, who you go and see. So it was fantastic to have a chance with Liam um, to talk about um, Therapy Expo. And if you haven't listened to that, then it's available. Um, I've been a good boy this week. I put it up on the podcast already. It's on the STA website already. You can always go to YouTube if you want to watch the video. And Stevie's left us already. It doesn't take long. <laughs> this is going to be an example tonight where you really should join us live. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, there we go. Stevie's back. Hey, Stevie, how are you? I am um, splendid. Oh, thank good. That is going to change. Now, does his voice change? It started off really dulcet and quiet. Screaming. <laughs> so, anyway, but so we're going to continue the chat about um, Therapy Expo 21 uh, tonight because it's next week. Isn't that brilliant? It's kind of not brilliant in a way because it means life is going so quickly. I don't know what it's like mm -hmm. for you guys, but I remember thinking, oh, that's God, about five months off yet. But yeah, it's, it's next Wednesday and Thursday. Um, pretty sure you can still get a ticket if you haven't yet. If you're worried about COVID, then last week Liam made a, a good point. We asked him about precautions that have been put into place in case you are rightfully concerned as to whether um, you're going to be increasing the chance. I mean, obviously, it's depends on the individual and what kind of circumstances you're in and your loved ones around you. But yeah, Liam um, assured all of us that um, a lot of precautions are still in place. There's apps on the door um, still recommending masks. You don't have to, but recommending masks. And Gary was there as well last week, um, letting people know that he won't be shaking hands. There might be fist bumps if he likes you. Otherwise, it would just be a nod of the head from his six foot six frame. Don't expect any <laughs> meaty handshakes as you normally get from those bananas um, normally on the STA stand. Um, but yeah, um, um, what are you guys thinking about masks? It's a personal thing, obviously. But what are you doing, you guys? What sort of 
you can be wearing one as you're walking around or sitting next to people. What should, what do you think, Mike? What are you going? Yeah. The anatomist yeah, yeah. I, I will be. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do at work. I do. I do. I do if I nip to the shops. So I'll do it there mm. as well. Yeah. And Catherine, Stevie, yeah. what's your protocol? Catherine, go. Um, I usually still wear a mask. Um, I'm, I think I'm the only one in a supermarket usually that's still wearing one. Um, and do then you I'll... grumble? Do you walk around muttering to yourself, going, oh, these people think it's all over, or do you yeah, manage to stay go... <laughs> In my mask. <laughs> so I walk around. <laughs> Try not to judge everybody. Yes, yeah. give them and the Stevie, eye. what about yourself? Yeah, I just think it's part of life now. It's, you know, you've got one in every jacket you go out with, you've got one in the car, you know, everywhere you go, there's one in your pocket. And it's an automatic reaction now when you go outside, is you stick it on. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, but it won't be everybody, obviously, and hopefully there won't be any kind of like arguments and kind of criticisms and judging. It's totally up to you, kind of. I mean, some people wouldn't even agree with that. Um, but um, yeah, but it will be there. You won't be alone if you're worried. There seems to be a lot of people who are planning to wear masks. So tonight um, we are talking about, I mean, there's a fantastic list of speakers there. Um, not just the STA theatre um, in the afternoons of both days from one o'clock till 4.30 p.m. Get there early so you get your seat. But also the rest of the therapy expo as well. There's fantastic speakers in all the other auditoriums and theatres. So um, what we're going to talk about tonight is how do you choose? Who do you go and see? Um, have you made a list, Mike? Have you got the perfect list for everybody to go and see? Or Do you know what? It's, um, I was saying this to, uh, to the guys in the clinic uh, the other day. Um because I speak uh, and I've got, I've usually got four or five sessions on, I never really get a chance to see anyone. And uh, I would really love next year to be a, be a punter <laughs> and just, <laughs> and just do a list like, like you guys have done and, uh, and just pick them out. So my, but well, I mean, we're, we're usually pretty good. I've got scheduled sessions that I need to do, but if uh, there's a bit of a free time period, I'll have a chat with the other guys that I'm working with on, on the stand and I'll uh, just, just go, can you watch the stand while I just go and see this person? Cause I really want to go see them. And, um, uh, yeah, so, uh, I, I don't get the full experience of it as, as a speaker. So, uh, I, I would, I would really love that next year. <laughs> It'd be really good. Have you had people, cause obviously you see a lot of people through the whole uh, movement therapy education asking you for who should I go and see? And so what's your reaction to that? Yeah. Oh, so, um, it's usually, or is it Stevie gone again? Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's usually um, people that it, well, it depends on what they want to do. So if, um, uh, yeah, for clinical stuff and the kind of things that we do, um, I definitely go see someone like Claire Minchell. I know, uh, I know that she's uh, working with the STA as well. So that, that'd be, that'd be a great session. She's brilliant. Um, and then any, I, I like all the medical stuff really. Um, when, when it very first started, it was very kind of physio heavy. And um, but for me, that was a good thing. That was the kind of thing that I wanted to see. And there, there has been a bit of a transition from from that kind of physio heavy side, because I think the uh, the people that go have changed. So uh, in, the, in the beginning, it was mainly physiotherapists. And then as more and more people got to know about it, there's been more and more soft tissue therapists now go. So it, it has changed somewhat um, over the years, I think. That's a really interesting point. Yeah, it totally was, wasn't it? Well, I didn't go to the first two. But um, I had the pleasure of speaking at 15 and, or 2015-16. Yeah, I mean, 15, like I was saying last week, was kind of the birth of the Physio Matters podcast. All the people were there. I think they were already into a few of them. But, like, I remember Jack and his team, they looked really young. 
you know yeah. jack march was like a little teenager with his light blue t-shirt <laughs> on and giggling around and pulling at people's shirt tails it's hilarious um, and now they've well not grown physically but they're looking older in their faces and stuff and and obviously the physio now you've got therapy live and it's 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 uh, fascinating how it has changed why do you think um it has attracted not just a physio base now why has it kind of moved out and changed its always um, a bit? I, th- I think uh, I think a lot of um, a lot of soft tissue therapists probably didn't know about it. I, don't, I think the marketing was purely aimed at the physiotherapy market. I mean, even oste- osteopaths, there, there were very few osteopaths there um, back in the early days of it. Um, but it was a much smaller event then. Um, so when it when it was in Manchester, it was um, God, you could you could walk it in five minutes. It, it, and, and now it's at the NEC. The 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 place is huge, and um, they yeah they. I think it just attracts just such a, a wider array of um, of professions now. Um, but I think that's down to the marketing and um, and probably the speakers that they've got in now as well. So um, oh, I can hear myself echoing. Yeah, it's me. How is it? Go on again. Um, so, I, yeah, I, th- I think the marketing's changed and I think they've done a really good job with that, bringing the soft tissue therapy side in and... Uh, and the, and the kind of stands that you'll see as well are more uh, more and more of them are geared towards sports massage, sports therapy, soft tissue therapy, that that kind of thing. It's um, I've been to the FHT conference um, before. I've spoken at that before, and that is a different mix of people again. Um, so this is the kind of it's a halfway house, I think, between the FHT one, which is very much kind of holistic type therapy. Um, if that's a thing, what uh, you know, kind of beauty side, and then uh, and then the sports therapy side, which is more therapy expo. Yeah, it's um, it's. I mean, for example, Catherine, to bring you in, you haven't been before, have you? So all this is kind nope. of alien to you. Yeah, new person. Um, <laughs> have you, even though you haven't been before, have you followed it at all, or has it been kind of recent developments as you've kind of got more into social media and STA and stuff like that? Did I think through, one? yeah, I I heard about it just before I joined the STI, I think. Um, I don't know how. I don't know if it was through, like, a, a social media that I've seen it. Um, but I was like, oh, it sounded really interesting. Um, but my when I first qualified in sports massage, I was like, I really need to um, up my game. I felt like I needed to add to it. Um, so I thought that the Therapy Expo would be a great place to do that. And that's why I booked my ticket first this time fantastic and steve is your is it your first year as well yeah uh first year for me and and to be perfectly honest the 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 main reason for going was just to meet people mainly um you know interacted with all these these lovely fantastic people over the internet in the last 12 18 months uh and it'd just be nice to just look at them face to face and have a have a chat um, but also you get the benefit of of uh, going to see some things that uh, are of interest uh, that you know that prick your interest as well, and uh, so yeah, double bubble. You get to do both things. I think that's what's making this year stand out, isn't it? It's really exciting. Even thinking about it now, I'm kind of like scratching my back in an excited type way. For those of you who can't see the screen, but it's because we yeah, we're not only are we going to um, hear some great people talking, but it's just a massive big social, isn't it? Seeing people who we've got really probably quite close to over the last year and a half because of COVID, people we've talked to, some people have been mentors or just support and peers. Um, and so, yeah, that's uh, it's going to make this year quite special. Let's go about kind of like how it's been choosing. I mean, 
Mike is so because he's a speaker, it makes it really tricky. Um, but Catherine, how did you base your decisions on who to go and see? Because you can't see everybody. That's one of the things about Therapy yeah. Expo. So how that do you... Was- that was it? a little bit of a problem just because I was like looking down the list going, I want to see everyone. Mm. I was like, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but you, you just, um, it is going to be probably a mixture because I, I want to see um, like the Massage Collective. I want to see um, Mike James, Mike Grice. Um, <laughs> it'd just be nice. That even I have seen you at Keele University, but it'd be nice to see everyone yeah. again um uh, so it has changed from when i first booked because i didn't know anyone when i first booked my ticket so it's actually my focus has now changed and my priorities have changed to what i wanted the first time i booked because i wanted to look more at the adjuncts i wanted to look more at like what blades and that kind of thing um but now my focus is kind of more changed into clinical reasoning and focusing more on the client and the biopsychosocial side of things so i think maybe through lockdown I've actually learned more from the people um online and who I should actually see now at Therapy Expo so it has changed a bit that's such a powerful thing isn't it I mean that's mm. kind of like I'm sure Mike that's music to your ears because I know you're very much um, involved in kind of helping evidence-informed evidence-based practice but that's yeah. just like a for anybody who's trying to do that that's just like a little success story isn't there January I booked all the adjuncts and now thanks to kind of mixing and listening. And now I've moved over to clinical reasoning and biopsychosocial. That's incredible. I mean, that normally takes 13 years for kind of evidence and research to pass down the clinical, but because of mixing and talking to each other, we've done it in like six months. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah it sounds really good. And and Stevie, how's the journey been for you? Did you book a while ago or? Uh, when did I book in the summer? I booked um, because I wasn't sure what was happening work-wise and, and, and stuff. But then I just decided, you know what, I'm just booking it anyway. Um, and then it was a case of, right, okay, there's there's all these things there that are going to catch my interest. What what the hell am I going to do? How am I going to catch and see everybody? Realise that that just wasn't going to happen. And then thought, right, okay, well, let's pick out some of the people that I want to see anyway because I, I just do, like the Massage Collective and Mike James uh, and then pick out a couple of things that maybe perhaps I wouldn't have thought of initially. So I picked out, um, what did I pick out? Ruth, Ruth Duncan, what do you believe in pain? I picked her because um, she comes with my fascial side, which I don't really know much about, or pretty much anything around. And I thought, well, you know what, that's going to, that'll give me something to think to over. Um, and then there's a there's one, I think, on the Thursday, which is a bike fit thing. You know, what happens after bike fit? And I teach indoor cycling, so and I've got an interest in bike uh, biomechanics and, and all that kind of nonsense. So I thought to myself, you know, that would be a good thing to sit in on as well. And then try and catch people and anything in between, you know, and, um, and, and make sure filling the days up, I guess, is the thing. So my brain's going to hurt by the time I get home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting because what I've seen of your feed, you're, um, you're a relative newcomer, aren't you, to the therapy side of things? Yeah, true. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Only started seeing clients uh, what about five weeks ago? Well, you, you knew that I thought. I thought you were going to say like five mm-hmm. months. Yes. <laughs> no, no. But from your feed, you've jumped because the the mixtures, the the Tristans and people you mix with, you've kind of gone straight, kind of feet first into the more evidence based, evidence informed. You put out some lovely material on your feed. You mm-hmm. highlight some of the great kind of progressive contemporary thinking and you back it all up. It all seems pretty cool. 
So it's interesting to say, to, to see you as a young therapist thinking, oh, I'm going to go and see young the myofascial one because how many, I mean, you probably put quite a few memes out there kind of criticizing in a nice way the traditional theories of myofascial release and all the kind of light hand port and the fascias and what we can do with it. But you're, you're going along there just to maybe question your biases and have a little think of what they're doing. Is that the plan? Uh, uh, absolutely. You have Very to. Healthy. Um, if, you, if you just stick with the people that you like, you're only ever going to know what you know. Um, yeah. You know, go and, go and get uncomfortable and, and, and listen to people that you don't know. Perhaps maybe even you're not sure of at all. You just have no knowledge of. Go and find out. Come away thinking, right, okay, I took the time, I listened, and I still think the way I do. Or, hmm, there's things in there that I can take from that. That's got to be a good thing from my point of view, I think. Wise words, definitely wise words. Mike, do you want to pick up on that? The idea of going to see something to challenge your biases? Yeah, it reminds me of, um, it was either the first one or the, or the second one, 2013, 2014. And um, it was when Adam Meakin first started getting on the scene. And he, I can't remember the exact title, but it was something like manual therapy um, doesn't need any skill or something like that. That was the title of the thing. So his, his, um, his lecture theatre was just packed out. And uh, I was walking past it um, because his was on at the same time, time as one of my uh, uh, speaking slots. So I couldn't, couldn't see him. But um, as I was walking past, I was just hearing this shouting. And uh, there was just so much arguing going on. And I was like, <laughs> and, 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 and that just, it just piqued my interest. And I was thinking, why is everybody going nuts? And then, and then that's when I started looking at Adam and what he was doing and the kind of things he was saying. Um, and it, initially... It was, it was really provocative and really annoyed me, and and then when you actually dig down into what he's saying and what he's doing, uh, I was like, okay, I get where you're coming from now, and it, and it was brilliant, and um, it's it's a shame that he's he's not there because it, that that would be a brilliant that would be a brilliant crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. I remember when I met him first a couple of years later at 2015, where he was speaking again this time in Birmingham. Um, yeah, he'd become one of these figures on Twitter who you like. I, I just saw him wearing a tweed jacket, I should add, elbow pads, <laughs> which I didn't expect, and jeans. And he was standing there chatting to Jack Shaw, I think, or something. And I kind of went up to say hello to Jack and saw Adam, and I just said something like, Adam Meekins, I don't know whether to hug you or punch you. And it was like, his face was just a picture, because he was that controversial sort of character. Yeah. It's like, this yeah. is really interesting because you're making me read and look at stuff, and but I'm yeah. also, you're annoying me because you're always capital letters and kind of quite, you know, you come across that way, so... Yeah, colourful characters, definitely. Um, Catherine and Stevie, keep talking to me about, obviously there's so many speakers and we're not just mentioning ones. Um, you know, a, we've got our own favourites and stuff, but give me an idea about other people who you're going to see and why in particular you want to see them in any particular order. Um, I've got, um, I noticed that Paul Triker, um, I think that's how you say his last name, is a orthopedic surgeon that I follow on Instagram. It's called Surrey Knee Surgeon. Um, and I'm interested because he sometimes will show like knee surgeries and that kind of thing to show how it works. And I, I find that interesting. Um, so I've, I thought it was, I was surprised that he's actually there. So I was like, yes. Um, so he's doing um, two talks, one on degenerative knee and one on injured knee. Um, uh, about management i think it is so i want to see that side of things as well there is i suppose there is the business side um which 
I think is, I suppose, less popular. I always think that that's less popular, especially with me anyway. I'm more focused on what I want to do to help clients rather than how to help myself with my own business. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I think I need to maybe look at the business ones a bit more, um, but I haven't take, looked at those in much detail yet. And for people who are know, unless it's changed, but it's not like you have to book the talks. It's kind of a queue, isn't there? And, and it's yeah. just like first come, first served, really, isn't it? If there's a capacity, then yeah. it cuts off if you haven't got there. So you can change your minds on the day. You just got to get there quickly. But sometimes it's a bit of a rush, isn't it? When one finishes and the next one starts, you're kind of leaving yeah. a little bit early. And Yeah, interesting. Stevie, anyone particularly, you've mentioned a couple, but anyone else there who you're excited about and any particular reasons? Yeah, I, I'm going to go and see uh, Daniel Lawrence talk about cupping. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I want to see that is because, A, again, I know very little about it. And the other thing is as well, um, one of, one of uh, my mentor, my, my absolute star of a colleague, Leslie Campbell, uh, showed me a, a photograph of uh, somebody had was doing some cupping. And they looked like a Doctor Who monster, yes, if I'm being yeah. perfectly honest. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I thought to myself, you know, what on <laughs> earth is all that about? So I'm going to go and find out what it's all about from Daniel. And I know, I mean, I've, I know of Daniel. I've, I've, I've seen some podcasts of Daniel, so I know how well thought of and well regarded he is. Uh, and if he's, you know, obviously going to take some time to talk about cupping, then it, it's going to be interesting. So I'm going to have a look at that. Uh, and also uh, Chris Norris is given a, a, a talk on back rehab. And I'm interested in that, um, you know, lower back and all that goes around it because, as we all know, half the folk you see are complaining about some kind of back issue or, or, or other. So I think that would be interesting as well. I don't know Chris at all. Um, I just want to see what his, what his chat's going to be. It's going to be interesting, I'm sure. Very nice. Yeah, lovely educator. He was on the show. I can't remember what number it was. I'm sure he was on the show. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really nice educator. Really, really um, respected. Um, yeah, good stuff. So what about, um, Mike, tell us a little bit about your presentation because it kind of, brings a lot of what's happened over the last few years together tell me about that yeah so uh the one with the sta the, the safety net one yeah the safety net yeah yeah so um yeah something i've been working on for a little while and um the uh, and especially over the lockdown period as well when um people really struggled uh with uh, being able to send people to di- different people around the country so um we uh, basically safety net is a, is a safety net for therapists who um, aren't uh, clinicians. So uh, we link manual therapists, sports therapists, whatever um, uh, level you are, with um, with physiotherapists, osteopaths, um, basically clinicians um, who uh, can diagnose as part of their uh, as part of their job role. So um, what we propose is that you put every client through a safety net screening system and it will highlight those that um, don't know that they have a serious medical issue. So when you learn on the level three, level four, level five, you get a contraindications list and you go through the list and you go, have you got any fractures? No, tick, tick, tick. And they hopefully they say no to everything, but there may be some things within the subjective history which are indicating some kind of systemic pathology. So the uh, the safety net form helps to sift those problems out. Uh, so, if, and if there is any problem with one of your clients, then we linked up with Sports Injury Fix. So you then get a list of 
uh, physios or, or osteos or whoever, whatever clinician you want to see in your area uh, so that you can refer them to them. And the whole referral system is kept within Sports Injury Fix. So you get to see what's happening when they had their appointment um, and then certain bits of information are shared with the um, uh, sports therapist as well. So you can see what decisions were made, uh, what recommendations that there are. And it just it should uh, seamlessly link the clinical world into the sports therapy world. And, and that's that's my presentation done. I don't need to go. Now. <laughs> Thank you very much. For questions. That's, that's really cool. I love the idea of having that insight into what decisions were made, because that could help get rid of kind of a lot of what we've talked about in the past with um, imposter syndrome because yeah. often no, 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 you no. hear a professional who you kind of think oh a pedestal and really the stuff they're doing the critical analysis and stuff is stuff which you could do if you had access to kind of their experience so that that sounds amazing and that in case you are interested it will be at 245 on the wednesday inside the sta theater mm-hmm. um it will be uh following uh dr david rhodes which is one i'm really I'm really kind of pushing because I think we had him on the show in episode 67 yeah, where he came out on Twitter and said, stop, uh, sports therapists, stop pretending to be physios, which I think yeah, was just yeah. such a lovely title. It was great clickbait, but it kind of goes into how we got to um, stop comparing ourselves to physios. It's apples and pears. Otherwise, we're going to lose our industry. Um, mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I was talking to Jack Chew about it the other day. Um, and it's, yeah, it's all part of this breaking down of walls and applying for jobs, even though they asked for a physio. Um, sell them your skill set forget about the title just say look you know you wanted this i could do that okay have you ever considered that maybe you're looking for a sports therapist rather than a physio with sports background or something so yeah that's gonna be really good that's before um mike um and then we kick off at 115 in the sta theater um i'll be starting it with um well it was aptly titled 77 hours of cpt gold it worked this is episode 77 um so i'm not going to be just playing 77 hours of podcasts um, but i'm going to be drawing some kind of ideas and conclusions and kind of where we were where we are in the future with regards to the fantastic guests we've had and the discussions we've had and it'll be kind of an intro to the rest of the afternoon um also guests we're having on speakers on thursday um, yes, that's the STA theatre. Look out for that. Um, how about, I mean, is there, Catherine, you mentioned that you're not personally to, uh, you don't want to spend your time at Therapy Expert doing spending too much time in the business side of things, even though it's kind of important, you prefer to walk away. That's your decision. How is it possible to come up with like the perfect plan for Wednesday and Thursday for the sports massage therapist or the sports therapist? Or is it kind of like an individual thing? What do you think? If someone asked you, how would you help somebody who says, look, I've got a clue who anybody is, who do I go and see? I think it depends on what your certain goal is when you're there. Um, it depends on who your kind of client is as well. Um, because I don't really deal with rugby or football or any kind of sport. Mine are more general public kind of um, people who come to me because they've hurt their back um, or they've got a shoulder problem because they've been sat at a computer because um, they've been working from home so it's mine's more general day-to-day kind of pain or because I'm based in a gym as well I'll sometimes get someone who's lifted too heavy in the deadlift that kind of thing as well um, so mine are more focused on that side of things uh, so that's my focus is more on like the generative generative knee or um, 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 
Massage Collective are doing one on cancer and massage and that kind of thing as well. So that's why I thought that might be more relatable to what I'm doing now. Um, so it depends on what people's goals are. Um, it might be that because at one point I probably will still go and look at massage guns and, you know, just see what else is around. And uh, I was interested in the cupping one because I have done cupping with um, core elements. Um, but it might still be interesting to see what Dan Lawrence's uh, take on it is as well. So you'd be encouraging mm-hmm. if someone came to you, you'd say, look, look at your own needs, look at what kind yeah. of um, target you've got for who you're going to go back and help. Um, yeah. And if they said to you, oh, I've got various people, I've got no particular section or, you know, it's a bit of sports, a bit of occupational, a bit of everyday. How then would you encourage them? What words of advice would you It'd be be nice to give them a bit more of a focus, I suppose, so that you, you know, they always say like, um, you're a master of none, what's that that saying? Jack of all trades, that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, Trying to give yourself more of a focus on what your area might be, what your um, competencies are, where you're you're interested, where you're passionate in. So otherwise you might lose interest or, you know, you're helping people. You're not actually that interested in helping, which sounds mean. (laughs) I don't want you. But I like, I think it's who you felt kind of empathy towards because I, I know when I'm, I've got ones in and I'll go, oh, great. It's always weird when I go, oh, great. I've got someone with a bad back. Oh, let's work out what it is and it's like working out what questions to ask it's it's asking the right questions so that's what i'm learning more about is the red flag side of things um and that kind of thing now so, cool so it's yeah so it's a case of and i think that's really good advice if you're not mm-hmm. sure if you're a therapist you hasn't been before use somebody as a soundboard sometimes you know the best decisions are made when you're just bouncing off somebody who's got a good pair of ears like all therapists mm-hmm. should have just look at yourself a little bit and go what do i need what am i hoping to get out of this and stuff like that so yeah that's the good thing about the lockdowns is we've all been able to have conversations it's not been that competition that you always think you're in in with everyone else um it's been quite nice to join like a nice little community that it has been with the sta um and make friends through it and now actually meet some of you um next week I'm interested how much of that comradey will exist when there's a fight for the queues for the most popular. <laughs> get out of the way. It's just going to be pushing women and children out of the way just to get to the front so you can see somebody speaking. Yeah, I'll do some body surfing. Like, exactly. The <laughs> Steve, have you got any kind of, I mean, you, you come across, we haven't met in person. We're looking forward to meeting you, but um, you seem to be a man of wisdom. If, what pearls would you give to somebody who's mm. like, I don't know who go to see. They all look amazing and everyone's got their own particular what would you say to somebody i think first of all uh, wisdom wow that's oh don't know about that i would i would go to something that that almost confirmed your own bias in a way that you're going to be comfortable with and maybe you know get that in early so that you'll relax a little bit, that you feel comfortable, you feel that you have a right to be there, perhaps. Um, but definitely pick something you're not sure of. Definitely go for something that you just, um, you don't know anything about, or you're not sure of, or you've heard things about it and you can't quite get your head around it. Pick something like that. Um, you never know what, what things are going to come out of that. 
um, uh, uh, you know, something that, that might en- totally enhance what you already think, what you already do. And yet that could be something that, you know, you, you were, uh, you know, your, your bias doesn't fall into that, that grid, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, I, just, yeah. I just want to get on that for a second. That's such a good idea and it wouldn't have occurred to me. It's lovely. Um, yeah, people who have got imposter syndrome the first time going to Therapy Expo, because it is, like Mike said, a massive place. And a lot of therapists, particularly massage therapists, who feel that they're at the beginning of the ladder, wrongfully so, are going to think, oh, I shouldn't be here. What am I doing here? Everyone's going to know, you know, I feel like, you know. So, yeah, the idea of picking something that will tick your boxes, you can sit there and you know about, sounds brilliant. Don't jump straight into somebody who you know is going to be controversial and kind of make you feel, I knew it, all my stuff is rubbish. So, yeah, it's brilliant advice, Stevie. I like it. No, I mean, that, that's why I didn't book right away, because I had big, big imposter syndrome, um, because I was still working, you know, doing the, the 95 uh, Monday to Friday thing. And, and I thought to myself, you know, I'm going down there, I'm going to be mixing with all these therapists who have been doing this for ages, who've, you know, had dozens, hundreds, thousands of clients, and there's me, haven't seen one yet, at that particular point when I booked it. Uh, and, and I just thought, you know what, I, I, I don't know, I'm not sure. And then I sat, I, thought, I sat and thought about it and thought, you know what, bollocks, I've got every right to be there. I, you know, I, I know a little bit, why not? Why not just go and put myself out there and see what the hell happens? Brilliant. Good advice. I'm going to have to tick that box now. I'm not suitable for children on YouTube, but that's fine. We understand <laughs> when we kind of cross the borders in our beautiful uh, aisles, that things like that. Again, Oops. I'm, a, I'm, I'm sorry if anyone's offended by tonight's language. Uh, please send any complaints to Gary at the FTA. <laughs> <laughs> just a reminder, talking about Gary and the Sports Therapy Association, there's a few things here, just some reminders which are important. We mentioned this last week. I think Liam mentioned it. Anyone who with a ticket bought for the 2020 event, um, you will have been emailed. And Liam said to this, you know, we're sending loads and loads of stuff out. <coughs> so make sure you do. If you haven't heard from them, and you're thinking, oh, they must email me soon. They have. So check your junk mail. And if you really can't find anything, then make sure you do call the therapy expert team. There's a number on their website. And it came from the horse's mouth, Liam, saying, please, we've got people. Contact- See you, Stevie. Um, contact um, <laughs> us if you are in doubt, because they are pumping out those emails now to um to confirm so yeah make sure you do also just scrolling down because gary um or jake whoever's in there tonight has been busy um says uh the sta conference draws the um sports therapy therapists and sports therapists in in um sorry soft tissue therapists and sports therapists in this year another membership body is attending for the first time since manchester it's true not to blow the sta's trumpet too much but gary bless him has been there every single year yeah you know, blocking the light from whatever window was behind him <laughs> standing on the stand and the stands probably started off like the size of the punch and judy thing and it's just increased and increased now rightfully so um so that he doesn't look like gulliver kind of with people and, and, and so hats off to gary who's been there every single year for the members basically he's like this is your chance to meet me hear about what we're about um and obviously obviously i'm part of the sta and it sounds like i'm just sort of like shouting about the organization or rather the association that's important difference there that i work with but um it is hats off to gary you know it's grown and grown um and he's got more and more respect there and he's helped not just the sports therapy association but massage and soft tissue therapists make bonds with the physios with the osteos um with the chiropractors with all the other ones who we kind of feared 
Um, and this year should be a sign of that. You know, we are, the Sports Therapy Association is fantastically respected amongst the other disciplines. We've had people like Gemma um, from the um, physio support group. Um, and because of stuff we've done and Gary's done, it was changed from the physio support group to the physio and therapist support group. And that was a massive mm -hmm. thing. It was like, this is not just for physios. This is for physios and all other therapists. So hats off to you, Gary. Well done. Um, I think there was something else there. Oh, yeah. Obviously, visiting stand TE01. I'm guessing that's the stand where Gary's going to be. That special stand they make for him in his frame. Um, there's a little step to go up if you want to speak to him. TE01 is going to be the stand to check us out at um, 30 Expo. Yeah, so there we go. Um, I'm just going to put Stevie and your name back up there. Cool. Um, so, yeah, great suggestion, Stevie. Thank you for that. Mike, what else? Have you got any other recommendations um, for people? Who um, yeah, there's a few um, a few talks on long COVID, um, which obviously wasn't around <laughs> the last time uh, Therapy Expo was on. So uh, if I if I can, I want to get to that. And I'm also like, like you, Stevie, I'm a bit uh, intrigued about the Emmet technique as well. Mm -hmm. So I just yeah, want to have a look room. and, and uh, yeah. just have a look and see what, what they're talking about as well. <clears throat> Fantastic. Let me just check. Obviously, people who are joining us live, I am scrolling down, keeping an eye now on here. Um, Sandy Keane has said, I thought I said Chuck Norris. No, Chris Norris is amazing. So there's some shout out there to Chris. He's a great educator, lovely bloke. Yeah, it was the posture chat that he did for us, Chris Norris did. Um, don't think I've got it down here yet, but look back at that. It was really nice, really educated but calm way of kind of just updating our our view of posture and the links with pain or the lack of links um mm -hmm. says here sandy king goes on to say that chris was instrumental in getting our pilates level three pilates training program starting in 2002 yeah he's a good sort mm -hmm. um tristan attenborough said safety net um is a brilliant solution to a massive problem looking forward to meeting tristan you there that'd be uh, definitely a face i want to see so looking forward as all of you indeed um, and a shout out for Tom Marshall of Sports Injury Fix um, as well. I want to shake Tom Marshall's hand for being my fix it. SIF Health. Um, high five, high five, high five. <laughs> um, Daniel's joined us from Glasgow, fellow Glaswegian there. Um, how's your internet connection, Daniel? Is it as good as Steve's? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a place for you here if you want. Between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's the old guy, that's cool. <laughs> Says, to Stevie Barr, remember those of us who have been doing it for years still really know bugger all. We're just better at masking it. It's wise words from, um, from Daniel. Yeah. I, I, was, I was going to say that, actually, after what you said, Stevie, because um, what you learn on, um, on the level three, four, five courses, um, we, people who have done degrees do exactly the same stuff. It's exactly the same. And then when you um, when you come to watch the speakers and, and I really like what you said about um, seeing things that you're comfortable with. If you go and see those people, you'll be thinking, I do that already. And, and, and that, that's, that, that's brilliant. And uh, it's such a good way to, uh, to boost how you feel about your own practice and, and the, the belief that you're doing the right thing. I mean, uh, over the years, there's been I, I've been really lucky that I've, I've been able to work with uh, some guys from Team GB and doing some presentations with them. In fact, Cora was on the other week, and, uh, and we did, we did a, a bit of a demo of the stuff they do with athletes before they go and, and compete um, uh, in the Olympic Games. And it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing different to the kind of things that you would have done. 
Um, it's just that these these guys are really well practiced at it, and that, and that's it. This it's that that's what those years give you. I think what's really interesting is it's nothing new, but that turns the CPD or the skills we need to learn into how to communicate that to our patients that maybe we've kind of told them something or they might have heard something from another therapist and we're mm. going to kind of tweak that a little bit without making it sound like we're slagging off the previous therapist which is never a good idea without making yeah. them think that it's all in their head because that's a real common characteristic if you go about explaining the whole little pain education in the wrong way so yeah a lot of the cbds we've seen with some great guests is is about education and teaching you know like um mm. Uh, Mike Stewart said, you know, we're all therapists. Great. We've all got empathy. We've all uh, can do some great stuff with our hands. Um, but how many of us know how to teach? How many of us have done a teaching qualification of some form? You know, um, the motivational interviewing. Um, not mm. sure if um, oh, don't, Mendoza was the name there. Hey, Gary. Gary. Yeah. Gary. Yeah. Gary Mendoza. Yeah. Is he up there? Have you seen him on the show? No. He's not, is he? That's a shame. No. I would have loved, um, I thought he was, no, maybe not. But yeah, that was a really good motivational interviewing. I thought it was a great episode in the podcast, which was like mm. having the skills to know what, how close your client is to changing that chip in their head. Mm -hmm. You can't just go in and say, oh, I read this thing, I did this, and we're doing it all wrong, you need to do this. You need to know what stage they are, you know, how much do you drip feed through, you know, and stuff like that is, is fantastic. So that would be the stuff um, that I would be looking for personally. I just want to mention on the Thursday, um, we've mentioned what's going on on the Wednesday in the Sports Therapy Association Theatre. But on the Thursday, we start off with Chris Norris. Um, so, yeah, Christopher Norris will be um, starting off. Um, oh, not in the SDA Theatre. He's actually, his talk is at 9.50am in Theatre A. So just a shout out to Chris. This has been so much love for him. He'll be doing a hamstrings, mechanics, injury and rehab um, in Theatre A. Um, John Gibbons, um, a lovely bloke um, mm. who's been on the show. Um, he's at 11.30 on Thursday. I'm just giving a shout out to him because he's been a great guest here and a support of the STA. He's doing his vital hip complex. Where the pain is, the problem is not. Uh, we've seen quite a few therapists now. I've, I'm always interested in when therapists who have been doing this for a long time now are doing presentations and mentioning pain. And it's a sign that they've evolved and changed. And, you know, if they can change and we can change and the whole world can change isn't that rocky four i think it is um claire minchel you mentioned um she's around um at 115 in the sports therapy association she's doing something great claire is amazing she's such a fantastic human being i've never met her in person before ever so i'm really excited at that um but she is i said claire what do you want to do with the sports therapy association and she goes i don't know ask me anything Oh, what a great idea. So she's literally, she's had no pre-feeders. Now she's thinking, was that such a good idea, Matt? But she is literally going to say, bring it on. Strength and conditioning, what do you want to know? Which is just amazing. And only someone like Claire, who's got so much experience and ability to answer and, and, and talk in ways that people can understand, of making the complex kind of and simple. Um, she's going to be doing that um, at 1.15 um, in uh, the Sports Therapy Association. Uh, theatre um, and then we go on uh, Tim Allardyce of Rehab My Patient who's also been on the show he's going to be around at two o'clock doing hamstring rehabilitation and um, so nice one they do work with people susceptible to hamstring strains um, so that's going to be a very sports injury focused uh, chat at 2.45 we've got Deborah Thurlow Rowley who's been a guest on here 
um, mm. talking about endometriosis, which was a fantastic episode and was done quite far mm. back. And it really opened this conversation about female health, about, um, as Mike was alluding to earlier on, looking out for masqueraders. Okay, we might not be able mm. to treat these things, but people come to us in pain, typically because they think a rub will help. So I love that because we're really using the fact of misinformation in the general public to our advantage they'll come to us because yeah. they think a massage is going to sort out their back pain but if we're clued up we can be that fantastic knowledge base for them to ask the right questions and refer out to our circle of therapists who respect us because they know we're doing it and we can cut down misdiagnosis or lack of diagnosis for like 10 years mm-hmm. we had jack march talking about rheumatology mm-hmm. we had endometriosis hypermobility we're a really important um, link in that chain of, of helping healthcare. So important because people will come to us first. Mm-hmm. So if we can get in there and refer out and have the and have the network and frames, maybe using something like safety net, sort it out. Then it's we can form such an important part. And when people say that we are kind of losing our position because massage doesn't do this and massage doesn't break down knots, that's ridiculous. No, no, no. We're going on to much higher, more important place. I think in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, Because we've got the empathy. And if we mix that with the information and the support of other um, healthcare professionals, wow, I mean, brilliant. No one else wants to touch other people for a living. Um, (laughs) You know, you talk to any other one, unless they've got a scalpel or something. So, yeah, we've got a massive place. And I'm really excited about that. Welcome back, Steve. Nice to see you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> those of you listen to the podcast, Steve's just literally out and back again. Um, what were we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you again, mate. How are you? Looking younger since we last saw you. Uh, <laughs> you are, I'm um, going to set fire to this laptop soon. <laughs> Association. Um, so Gary or Jake have said, look out for a series of women's health chats from Deb's coming soon. Um, we've just recorded the first introduction episode and we'll follow up with live chats and coffee morning meetings. That'll be really cool. Um, and also, I just want to mention as well, as we're all together, Catherine, you formed part of the um, special we did on female safety for female therapists. Mm-hmm. It was female centred, although we recognised it's um, safety at work is something that is regardless of gender can affect everybody. But that's still out there. That was from three weeks ago. Um, I've received emails from people. Catherine, have you kind of noticed a little bit more chat and talk and people opening up thanks to you and your colleagues? Um, I've noticed it more in the um, messenger group that we had for the um, all of us that did the podcast three mm. weeks ago um, where it, some things have happened again since. So it's been nice to have like a little kind of forum again in there. Yeah, it was really good of you to share and the other people who are on there. And if you haven't listened to that yet, it was it was massive. It was really, really, it was mm. the, the biggest. I've had a lot of guys emailing me and just basically in, in, in short, it was I had no idea. I had no idea. It's made me think twice now. Every time I just I'm about to have a little bit of banter and I just go a little voice says, hmm, maybe not. Is that part of the problem or solution sort of thing? It's really it's been really interesting. There was a point that was put, uh, I think it was. Daniel Gerber, uh, Gerber, sorry, I don't know how you say it last Daniel time. Daniel Gerber. Gerber um, said the other day in a coffee chat um, was, is it that men are worried that they're going to be um, reported and then it's women that expect something to happen to them? So it was that kind of um, way of thinking. So right. I don't know if that's how men might think. If they're, you know, if they're in... Um, seeing a woman as a as a client, if oh, they're going to be seen, 
So the fear is, the stereotypical fear is guys are worried about having an accusation put at them because they haven't yeah. followed a certain protocol. Yeah. And that, yeah, it's interesting. We're going to definitely have a follow-up. I've had um, other guys emailing me saying, you know, it's not just a problem for women, which I know. I've been there. I've had awkward situations um, which haven't led to any, nothing in comparison, fortunately. Um, but, um, yeah, I've had a few emails from different um, people across the board who have run into problems. Um, so, yeah, we will do a follow-up episode. It's definitely mm. a continued situation. That's interesting, yeah, what you're saying, Catherine, or Daniel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, fine, right. Um, so back to Therapy X. Anyway, do check it out. It is on podcast. It is on YouTube. It's, a, it's such an enlightening um, and, and thought-provoking episode. Um, so thank you again, Catherine, for that. Back to Therapy Expo. Uh, Mike and Stevie, um, what else is on your mind? What else would you like to say to anybody who's listening and going? I was going to ask Stevie a question. If you, um, uh, so you know your for your fitness background, did you ever go to FitPro? Did you do that conference? Uh, no, then I went to one. What was it? FitPro? Pro? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I did. Yeah, just one. A couple of years, <clears throat> um, not, a, not a couple of years, maybe three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was wondering how. Um, well, it'd be good to see afterwards. So it'd be good to get your feedback after um, the differences you see between the fitness industry and the way that they do their conferences and then the therapy industry and the way that, that we do ours. Because I, I, I was a fitness professional before. I used to go to FitPro all the time because it was in Birmingham again. So uh, if it's in Birmingham, I've got to go. It's on my doorstep. And um, yeah, it was at Birmingham University, so I could just walk there. And uh, it's a very, very different vibe to Therapy Expo. It's... Um, not that the the fitness industry is is an unprofessional industry, but this is a far more professional approach, I think, to a, to the way that a conference is is delivered. So it's um, be, be well, that that's my kind of view on it and and how the experience I've had. So it'd be interesting to see what you think uh, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yep. FitPro had classes as well, didn't they? It was for instructors who would have a few, but a lot of it was put on your best rags and come along and yeah. do some kind of the Les Mills classes and all that. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, so, um, I mean, if you wanted to learn new choreography, that kind of thing, then you would go to FitPro <laughs> and you would literally just uh, do aerobics until you die uh, over two days or three days. Uh, but then they did start to do some education stuff as well, and that, right. that did start to come through. But then looking back at, I mean, God, this is going back nearly 20 years. But I if you look, look back at the, that, that um, kind of education back then and, um, and, and the education that's delivered now at Therapy Expo is, um, I mean, it's, well, well, it would be worlds apart anyway because of the timing. Um, but, yes, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a very different environment. And uh, I, th I think that's where the, the kind of physio roots of Therapy Expo has rubbed off on it over the years um so it's uh, yeah just um they both have their both have their pros i mean because I, I used to love doing the spinning stuff at the uh <laughs> and I, I would say i was quite happily go to all of those but um yeah it's uh the the therapy expo uh, presentations are um are brilliant uh they're really really good and uh any of the speakers that you see as well if um if you want uh if you're interested in the kind of things they say and get hold of their reference list so that you can have a look at stuff as well because um they, they should have that kind of information there for you to be able to access so that you can you can then make your own informed decision after you've listened to their presentations yeah great advice 
Um, it's 8.53. We've got seven minutes left. I want to make sure, as this was advertised, that we cover anything else in terms... Oh, I suppose we should mention the social, actually. Yes, yeah, screw the title. Let's just make sure that everyone knows where the, the piss-up <laughs> is in the evening. Um, Stevie, you are an instigator of that, haven't you? Isn't it your event? Have you put it together? He's frozen again. Well, sort of, kind of. I, I spoke to, to, to Dan at um, Movement Therapy Education and just said, look, you fancy catching up for a beer? Uh, and it's, it's kind of gone from that to... <laughs> God knows how many are coming now. Um, we've got somewhere about. Um, don't ask me where though, because he made me a co-host. But I kind of thought, oh right, I'm a co-host. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've got something organised on the Wednesday night, six o'clock. Yeah, is that some kind of sports bar place? Which is yeah, it's at Resort World, I think. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Did by mistake, when I was with, yeah, we were trying to get out one day and we oh, by mistake. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, we were just caught um, on this Groundhog Day. It was like the road was shut off. I think there was something going on. We kept ending up passing. Look, kids, Resort World, and eventually we just kind of went in. <laughs> it's a bizarre place. There's only us walking around. Oh, that's where it is. Oh, good. I've been there before. Yeah. yeah so we're booked there uh, six o'clock onwards on Wednesday night. Um, yeah. I mean, please, folks, come along, have a meet meet people, have a laugh, uh, have a beer, and. Uh, and yeah, it'll be it'll be a strange thing just to get up, get together in a group and 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 sort of yeah be social, <laughs> be sociable and social, you know. And I've got down here now on on the video that apparently that's very kind of you. Steve's reported to be buying the first round. That's very nice for Stevie. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first ten, I'll get a free coke. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking actually off air, and I think this is a good point to raise up. Um, we talk about going to see the speakers for CPD and obviously it can be a great thing. You take on your pads and you write thing down and then you pray and you do anything possible to get hold of their slides. But a lot of the CPD is in between the talks, isn't it? It's when yeah. you're mixing with other professionals and talking, what did you think of that? That's when a lot of the enlightenment comes along and the challenges and stuff. So it's not just a chance to, obviously it's a chance to unwind and have some drinks, but also it's great CPD, you know, and I'm sure Gary would probably, um, allow that the social would be a form of CPD if you could write down in your box oh, I spoke to so and so about this it was really interesting bam there's your CPD yeah. um, and we've made sure that in the sports therapy theatre I haven't got talks back to back because a lot of the speakers unless they're shooting off to see someone else they'll be hanging around at, afterwards to answer some questions and to mix um, and I've got other people from outside the conference will be coming in Jack March and, and the Physiomats podcast team who do so much great work um, Jack, I was talking to Jack yesterday he's going to be around and listening and able to talk to people um, and the Massage Collective are going to be around as well they're doing their chat but they'll be hanging around so um, yeah those in between bits are often the most special where you chat to other people Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, here we go. Sports Therapy Association. I think it must be Gary. Knows, he knows too much for Jake. Gary knows everything. All the SDA speakers will be available at Stand TEO1 after their talks to engage with members. There you go. The TEO1. Uh, just one question here from Daniel. Um, where are we? It wasn't that one. It's this one. Yeah, he just wants a similar question to Mike there. How does he feel the Oscar <laughs> conferences compared with the other conferences? Is that a leading question, or <laughs> I have I've never been to an osteo one. Oh, there you go. That's easy. I was worried that was going to go over time. Then no, I'm. Uh, I look at the I look at the kind of topics that are covered, and um, unfortunately, they just don't interest me at all. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, ther- but therapy expo definitely. I mean, that's a sign of the times as well, isn't it? As soon as you say this is just for chiropractors or osteopaths or sports therapists, you're kind of missing 
a big part of the kind of new world, aren't you? Yeah. But we're, we're dealing with people here. It's people skills and working with people, not the manual skill, which defines your kind of particular career. So, no, definitely. Um, so sorry, we haven't got an answer for you, Danny, but we did kind of a, an answer, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was our answer, right? Let's just uh, let's put everybody. It's Stevie. <laughs> hey, Stevie. <laughs> Stevie, everybody. How are you? Um, right. It's what, uh, again? <laughs> it's eight fifty-eight. <laughs> it's eight fifty-eight. Right. Um, so I just want to mention because I did forget on the the last person who we've got in the STA theatre on the Thursday is Chris Tiley, um, who's doing some fantastic yeah, work that. raising yeah, awareness it. of working with the elder population. Huge topic. A big mm. part of um, your businesses because there is a lot you could be doing if you're whining mm. about not getting enough clientele wow you've got a very large elderly population out there who don't realize how you could change their lives mm. um by encouraging them to um, have confidence in their body and lift things and stuff like that so chris tyler will be do, doing a talk at 3 30 on the thursday that i encourage you to come along called uh i can't say encouraging against now it's okay his talk is called encouraging our aging population to get strong um, it'd be brilliant if you haven't checked out Chris Tiley and then go to never too old to lift.com he also did a episode with us which was amazing episode 55 out of 77 um, so check that out as well and of course any of the speakers if you're interested in them you want a bit of background information then um, chances are quite a few of them not all of them but quite a few of them may well be in the STA podcast episode list so check that out on YouTube as well fine okay I think we've I think we've done our duty. I think we've helped hopefully people who are listening. Um, I love that idea of if you are not sure, then have a chat with somebody. And obviously you've got STA mentors. You've got the coffee chats here. Um, you've got uh, the open group. And there's lots of places where you can go say, who are you going to see this year? And just have a chat about, you know, what your goals are and who, how you want help. So do that. Use us. If I'm not um, watching a presentation, I'll probably be loitering around the STA stand somewhere. <laughs> and which number, do you know what, have any chance, do you know what the stand is? Do you know where it is? Uh, T01. I think it is T01, yeah. just in case you missed that, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's where you find T E O one. Fine. Um, and, Gary, and, and again, I don't want to make this whole show about how tall is Gary. I'm the same height as Gary, but I, I know what it's like. <laughs> I was the guy, and we'll close on this, but I remember when, when I was younger, we used to go to clubs because I was single, and I thought that was the best way to sort it. Um, but, yeah, I used to have people, young ladies, hanging around me, which I thought, this is great. I felt like Steve Merchant. And eventually I'd go, hey, how are you doing? And they go, oh, sorry, are we in your way? And I was like, no, 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 I just wondered. you kind of go and come back and stand around me. And I swear, without a word of a lie, they used me, the six-foot-six guy, as a meeting point for their friends. <laughs> If we, I swear, if we lose you on the dance floor, we'll be next to that tall, gangly guy there. <laughs> what do you do for that? It's, it's just there. Uh, yeah, I was the meeting point for the clubs. Yeah. Yeah. I, like have never, I have never had that problem. Never had that yeah. problem. Not, not to do that same thing on what like therapy egg, so we can do the same thing at therapy eggs. Yeah, just, yeah. It's not a yeah. tall guy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like Gary. So Gary's the same height as me, and he's very broad, and so like he can be a meeting point. But yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be great. Right, gang. Um, I'm so looking forward to meeting up with you guys and everyone else who's coming on. It's gonna be cracking two days. Really excited. Um, obviously, if you want more information, then contact us at Sports Association. 
it's not too late to get a ticket and also if you've liked what people have been saying then Catherine, i know Catherine and stevie and mike are on social media and they'll pick up your messages if you want to follow up with anything they've said then they'll be happy to do so stevie you frozen again no i'm here right thanks gang um next week we won't be here because we'll be getting ourselves ready and to yeah well yeah um some of us will be in the pub <laughs> sharing um, others will be going through our presentations and checking out what we're going to be saying on wednesdays and thursdays and stuff but yeah uh, we're looking forward to it um and um if you can't join us then uh don't worry i'm sure we'll have a few episodes afterwards on sports Association podcast talking about um how it was with our expectations was it as good as we thought it was going to be was there any letdowns could it have been changed um in certain ways so we'll definitely devote some episodes to that right thanks mike no worries. See you next Thanks, week, Catherine. Thank you. See you next week. Yeah, God, I haven't said that yeah. same for ages. Actually, <laughs> see you. See you next week. Um, and Stevie as well. Thank you so much. Really, I love the stuff you said today. I think that's brilliant. Really, really wise Thank advice. You so Thank you for that, Stevie. Um, and you guys, yeah, we won't be here on the podcast next week, but we'll be here the week afterwards. Um, I'm not sure if I've got someone booked. If we haven't, it'll be a therapy expo follow up with how it all went. So um, yeah, look forward to that. Right. Take care and either see you at Therapy Expo or we'll uh, see you in two weeks' time. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Let's talk about it.